Hello and welcome to our latest Lent Reflection based on the Engage Worship resource Worship in the Wilderness. We have taken a lot of journeys through Lent and this week we have been looking at a truth-seeking journey. And today we turn to a letter written by a guy called Paul to a church in Ephesus. And these are some words he wrote to them. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the gospel, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying, for all the Lord's people. It's now just over a year since the Prime Minister first went on national television and announced that the nation would be going into lockdown. Coronavirus was spreading rapidly amongst the population and the only way that we could stop the NHS being overwhelmed was to close down all but the most essential services in our society. We were to stay at home as far as possible, only going out for emergencies or for exercise once a day. It was a huge curb on our freedoms. We didn't have access to all the advice our government ministers and scientists had, and we were to a large extent being asked to take it on trust from them, that they knew what they were doing and that they had our best interests at heart. And even now, our continued cooperation relies on that. True, they'll give stiff penalties for a failure to comply. But really, if we're tempted to push the boundaries or do something that's outside the guidance, even if our primary motive is about protecting ourselves or those we love, it's largely because we are trusting the advice that we have been given. And it isn't always straightforward how we apply that guidance. Deacons of the church know just how long the various bits and pieces which apply to reopening our building can be. And we're hardly a huge enterprise. And I've got to say, the Baptist Union, and in particular a bloke called Mike, have been excellent about keeping us all on the right track. Basically, he and those around him have immersed themselves in the guidance, laws and so on. And they have been able to tell us the way to go. Trust has also played a large part in how we relate to God. 
Part of our primal Eden story is about how we struggle to do that. We're tempted to think that God's somehow out to control us, that he's not being totally straight with us, that there's something we want and God's trying to keep it from us. We can have this idea that God is a killjoy. He's always out to spoil our fun, like God gets some kind of buzz out of bossing people around. Whereas the reality couldn't be more different. God wants his creation to thrive. God wants what's best for us. If God calls us to live a certain way, there's good reason to do it. If God tells us, don't go there, he's got good reason why. Even when God gives the Ten Commandments, he prefaces it by telling them why they should trust him. He's the God who rescued them and brought them out of Egypt. He's the best deal they've got going for them. Trust him. The commands are things to avoid if they want their new community to thrive. Likewise, Jesus with the Sermon on the Mount. It's those who hear what he says and who do it who are wise. It's those who are convinced that Jesus has come to, has come to us from God. And that God wants us to know that he loves us and wants what's best for us. I've never been convinced that obeying something because we have to or because we're afraid of the consequences of what will happen if we don't is necessarily the best way to get us to cooperate. But if I come to believe that the way that God who comes to us in Jesus calls us to live is simply a better way to live. That's different. So when we talk about seeking to live truthfully, we're doing it because it's a better way to live. When we seek peace rather than vengeance, it's because it's a better way to live. When we seek to live with compassion and generosity, not out of fear of what God might do if we don't, but simply because we trust him that it's a better way to live, we will thrive. And this idea of truth and trust, getting to know God, it all plays into how we deal with temptation. When Jesus is in the wilderness, he doesn't use Goddy Superman powers to face down temptation. He uses something that is available to every single one of us scripture he immersed himself in it so that when the trial came he had a sense of which direction to go in he knew what god wanted of him and it stopped him getting sidetracked christianity has never been about a tight sets of rules and regulations do's and don'ts largely because the ways in which we are tempted is so diverse but we can each dig into scripture we can come to know and understand more of the truth Jesus came to teach us and that God has passed down to us from generation to generation and yes it's true as I do with the Baptist Union that there are those we can turn to who have amassed themselves in us who can guide us in the right ways but if we are to follow ultimately we have to come and trust it for ourselves there is no shortcut or substitute. We need to truly believe 
that the life Jesus calls us to is a better way to live. And as we come to spend time with him, so we come to recognise his voice, to trust it, to know that God is a God who can be trusted, that he is the best deal going for us. He is the God who comes to us in Jesus and gives himself for us. He's not out to kill our father or bosses around. He simply wants what is best for us. And as we trust him, as we dig into his word, as we learn to listen to our spirit, we build up the armour so that together with him we stand, we make a difference in the world and live out the life God intended for us. Grace and peace be with you today. May you know that God is with you every step of it.